Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I'm Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 718 of our trek, and it is time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we'll ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. We are focusing on how to live with less fear. We are exploring the trails on our trek of life that will help us to be fearless. This does not imply that we'll ever reach a point where we're completely without fear, but this is not only impossible, but also not wise. There is a time and a place for an appropriate level of fear, but most of the fears that we experience on a daily basis has no grounding and can be eliminated as we grow in wisdom, insight, and understanding. So our objective is to experience a fearless Friday on our trek of life. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio, As I have often mentioned on our Wisdom Trek podcast, we go through many different seasons in our lives. It is now autumn in the United States, and the leaves are starting to change in fall. We will soon be covered in leaves here and invest many days with our large leaf vacuum, picking them up between now and the end of the year. I enjoy fall with its cooler, crisp days and the anticipation of building roaring fires in the library fireplace as we enjoy the cold winter nights. We could look at it differently and complain. But instead, we choose to embrace the inevitable and enjoy the changing seasons. Life is much the same way. We go through times of sunny bliss and times of bitterly cold. Times where we are on the mountaintops and times when we are in the deep valleys and are cold and fearful. Let's explore today the times when we are facing fears in the valley. Today we are going to explore one of the most comforting and definitely one of the most well-known psalms in the Bible, which is the 23rd Psalm. It is written by David, who presents us with the scenes of a shepherd's life, which he was very familiar with, since he wandered the hills and the valleys of Israel as a young shepherd boy. In it, he describes God's providential care in providing refreshment, guidance, protection, and abundance, and in doing so, provides grounds for confidence in his everlasting kindness. David is someone who most of us can relate to very well. He knew what it was to be a lowly peasant, because he served as a shepherd for his father's sheep. He knew what it was like to be on top of the social ladder because he became king for millions of Israelites. He knew what sin was about, having committed murder and adultery. He was a brilliant fighter and an excellent musician as well. Maybe that's why most of us know the story of David so well. We can relate to him in some way. He was a man with a vast amount of experience, but the best thing that can be said about him was said by God himself. He called David a man after his own heart. David wrote Psalm 23, as he did with most of the Psalms, but he wrote it with inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at the first two verses. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. What a peaceful picture. David, the shepherd of the sheep, said that God was his shepherd. The word Lord in this verse refers to Yahweh, which stands for the ever-constant God, the one who has consistently been there for the Israelites, mercifully saved them out of the slavery of Egypt, led them for 40 years through the wilderness, and brought them to the promised land. Jesus identified himself as that shepherd. David knew that this Lord was his shepherd. He was also the shepherd of Israel, the shepherd of the whole church in general, and the shepherd of every individual believer. He is my shepherd, and I hope that he is yours also. We just couldn't ask for a better shepherd. And when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, what a comforting thought that is. 
Our Lord is a living and personal God, one who carries us in his arms, searches for us when we are lost, and takes personal interest in us. How does the shepherd provide for us? He lets us rest in green meadows and leads us beside peaceful streams. For a natural sheep, nothing can be better than when his shepherd feeds him in pleasant green pastures and near fresh water. And what are these green pastures a symbol of? It can be nothing more than the word of God. The great shepherd takes care of his sheep and gives them all that they need. If I personally don't have everything I desire, I may conclude that it is either not fit for me, not good for me, or I shall have it in the future. I am his sheep, so I can trust in him in all things, even the air that I breathe. The blessing of God and the joys of the Holy Spirit are those still waters by which the people of God are led. Now let's look at the third and fourth verses. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You might get the impression if you just read the first two verses of this psalm that being a Christ follower is easy and we're just laying around in green meadows and drinking cool water. If you've been a Christ follower for any amount of time, you know that this is just not true. David makes it clear as he shows us where the shepherd leads his sheep. As they continue down the path of righteousness, they soon find that this wonderfully refreshing stream leads through the valley of the darkest valleys. But we learn that in the darkest and most trying hours that God is near. Why do we have to go through these valleys? Didn't Jesus suffer enough for our sins? And the answer, of course, is yes, he did. But think about it this way. Will you feel the need to pray to God if everything that you desire is given to you? Will you feel the need for his ministry and Holy Spirit if you don't occasionally suffer some loss? Will you want to drink from God's eternal life if this life on earth is just so blissful? No. The path of righteousness, Jesus' righteousness, must lead us through the darkest valley. It is then that our dependence on him is greatest. Now let's look at verses 5 and 6. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemy. You honor me with anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. God has prepared a great diet for us to eat and to protect us from the devil's attacks. We have been provided with a smorgasbord of God's word that all of us have easy access to. It's through the word of God that he anoints our heads with oil and fills our cups to overflowing. In the Old Testament, oil was used in times of joy and celebration. It smelt and felt good. Priests and kings were customarily anointed with it. When the Jews had their festivals and wished to be happy, they would anoint or sprinkle themselves with precious oils. The Lord has an obligation toward us, just as a shepherd has for his sheep. It is not based on what we have done. He has an obligation to live up to his name as a merciful God. Since he is a faithful God who keeps his own promises and a loving God, he has an obligation to his own name to do what he has promised to do. Have you noticed the one repeating theme throughout this psalm? What is it? It is the importance of the Word of God. By it, our shepherd gives us nourishment through the message of Christ. In it, we find comfort for life's trials and tribulations. In the message of Christ, our good shepherd, we find eternal life. Therefore, we can say with David, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. That will finish our study of Psalms 23 and how to face fear through the valley. 
And starting next week, our Philosophy Friday series will switch focus from living with less fear to a new segment called Ask Gramps, where Gramps will answer questions that you would possibly like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, that is not possible. I hope to provide you with practical wisdom about any areas of life. So if you have questions that you would like me to answer on our podcast, please send them to Guthrie at wisdom-track.com and they can cover any subject matter. And I will answer them on our Friday podcast with wisdom and philosophy that Gramps has gained over the years of experience and study. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Mindship Monday, where we will help you to live differently by thinking differently. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past daily tricks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. You can also subscribe to iTunes or Google Play so that each day's track will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, Listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.